0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sober Culture. This podcast is designed to be your voice of reason in a society that's absolutely obsessed with getting drunk. I'm Logan, your host, and in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about how to navigate a getaway weekend without booze, how to travel without alcohol, clubbing, and how ultimately you can thrive in your sober lifestyle. Over this past weekend, my friend and I got away and we had a girls weekend and it was a really great time. I got to see a new city. I got to explore some new areas that I'd never been to. Um, I went to a concert. I did a whole lot of things all booze free. And after reflecting on the weekend, I wanted to share with you guys some things that helped me to get through the weekend and to deal with urges and just some general tips that I think are going to help you in the future with traveling, going out, and overall just adding some value to your sober journey. So let's go ahead and dive right into it. So I think I've told you guys before how traveling historically has been a very huge trigger for me when it comes to drinking. Anytime that I would take time off of work and sort of have maybe like a week or even just a weekend away from my normal day-to-day responsibilities, I would be drinking for the majority of that time. And alcohol was sort of like the main character of a lot of my vacations and time away from work. So this past weekend was my first time actually taking off an entire weekend from my new job. So I was very excited. I'd been working very hard, and I definitely had been looking forward to having some downtime. And I definitely knew that the urges to drink were going to come up because just how historically my brain is so used to drinking when it comes to vacations and downtime. So it didn't shock me that the urges to drink were coming up. And so I want to give you some tips and some insights that I think are going to help you if you have a getaway planned or if you have traveling coming up. And I'm also going to talk a little bit about my experiences of going out with my friend this weekend and going to a concert, which has also been historically very booze-centered. So we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. And the first tip that I have for you guys is to be sure and be confident in your decision to stay sober for the weekend or the trip or whatever it is that you have planned. Make that decision before it comes to the time to leave or head to the airport or whatever, like have set aside some time to really think through the weekend and think about what you want to experience and make your decision that you're going to stay sober and know deep down that that is a non-negotiable decision. If you make it to where it's not even up for debate, I find that it's so much easier to be competent in the choice that you've made and to not be wishy-washy or second-guess your decision. So in the past, it was almost like I would leave it up to chance and I would in my head sort of be like, yeah, well, I really don't want to drink this weekend and I'm probably not going to, but, and I would kind of leave that little space for error which would always end up leading me to give, my, my, give myself permission to drink. So what I think is a much better way to go into this type of situation is to be confident in your decision to stay sober and make that decision before the weekend begins. And don't give yourself any room for negotiation. Set your intention to stay sober and make a commitment to yourself that there is no going back on that commitment or that decision. This will leave those moments where you're having urges, this will leave you feeling a lot more confident because you're not like, well, I guess I could drink. You already know that you've made the decision that you're not going to. So just this little bit of preparation can be really helpful going into situations where you typically would be tempted to have a really boozy time. Okay. The second tip that I have for you guys is to think through how you want to feel for your trip or your weekend or whatever it is that you are experiencing. I want you to think about all the activities that you want to do. And I want you to envision two ways that this could go. You could either be really refreshed for all of these things and have a really good time experiencing a new place, or you could be nursing a hangover, trying to enjoy the activities that you had planned. I don't know about you guys, but for me, the first of those options sounds way more enjoyable. So something that helps me whenever the urges to drink come up on in situations like this is to think through how I want to feel and how I want to show up for the experiences that I want to have. And something else to consider too is if you've taken away time from work and you have set aside this time to recharge and unwind and enjoy yourself, do you really want to feel like shit when the weekend's over or your week away is finished? The whole point of taking off time of work for me is to recharge, to unwind, to take time for myself. And I know that whenever I spend that time drinking a bunch of alcohol, that whenever that time is over, I'm not going to feel any better. I'm going to probably feel worse just trying to recover from my trip or my vacation. So something that helps me too is to remind myself that I want to feel better once this weekend is over, not worse. I want to go back to work and feel actually recharged. And like the weekend did me some favors, right? So Thinking through how you want to experience the actual activities during the weekend, and also thinking through how do you want to feel once your weekend or your trip is over. Those two things can really help ground you and the decision to stay booze free. Okay, the next tip kind of piggybacks off of what I just talked about, but it's to trust in your ability to create an amazing weekend without booze. It is so easy to assume whenever we stop drinking that things are not going to be as fun, things are not going to be as interesting. You're not going to enjoy yourself as much. And this is all bullshit. It is the lie that keeps us trapped in the cycle of drinking that we're not able to be as much fun or enjoy ourselves as much without alcohol. Now, if you have done very little activities without booze, if you're used to drinking for your leisure time, I understand that you might not have a whole lot of evidence that this is true yet, but you really do have to start to experience things without alcohol and come to the realization that you can enjoy yourself just as much without alcohol. So whenever it comes to planning your trip or planning your weekend, you have to believe in yourself and your ability to have fun and to enjoy yourself without alcohol. Because if you think that you're not going to, then I promise you, you're probably going to have a lousy time. If you just assume that it's not going to be as fun or you're going to be boring or whatever without alcohol, then you're basically setting yourself up for failure. I want you to have an open mind when it comes to getting away without alcohol and enjoying yourself and. A new area and a new experience. There are so many things to appreciate and enjoy without booze. And you have to give yourself the opportunity to have fun and experience things, things without alcohol. I promise that you will be shocked at how much fun you have, even though you're not drinking. And you're going to. Feel even better about it because you're not going to be nursing a hangover or trying to chase that buzz. And the example that I wanted to share with you guys from my weekend was going out to a club with my girlfriend, and there was a DJ playing, and it was a concert environment. And I hadn't done that in a long time without alcohol. So I was a little bit nervous and I had made the assumption that because it was a genre of music that wasn't necessarily my favorite, that I wasn't going to have as much fun and I was going to feel a little anxious. And I've started kind of getting in my head about it. And then I snapped out of it and I said, you know what? Let's just go in with an open mind. We're going to have a great time. And if you are not enjoying it, you can always just leave. So we get there and I get my little soda water And I get on the dance floor with my friend. And I immediately start to enjoy myself. And we had an incredible night. I was shocked at how much fun I had, despite it not being my favorite type of music. And it really was such a great experience and thing to add to my toolbox because I showed myself like you can go out and have fun and enjoy yourself and dance and be just as silly and normal as you feel when you're drinking. And that was really cool to realize because I, in the past, in that type of environment would have been doing shots and getting progressively more drunk as the night went on. And I would have not stopped drinking until it was time to go to bed. And I probably would have stayed out until 6 a.m. And it just would have been this whole thing. And then all of Sunday, I would have felt terrible. But instead, on this occasion, I was able to trust in my ability to have fun and to enjoy things without alcohol being a part of it. And it was really cool to be able to have that trust in myself and then to give myself the permission to enjoy myself and to have fun. And it be separate from my attachment with booze. So have some faith in yourself and trust in your ability to enjoy yourself and to do activities and to experience things without alcohol. You have to give yourself the chance. If you never give yourself the chance to enjoy yourself without booze, then you probably won't figure out that life is really exciting and thrilling, even when alcohol's not in the picture. Okay. This brings me to my next tip, which is to leave when you are ready. And this goes for any occasion, any activity, anything whatsoever. Leave when you are ready and don't feel like you have to stay to people, please, or to avoid disappointing someone. Listen to what you need. So for me on this night out, whenever we were clubbing, I... Started to feel a little bit overstimulated once like eleven thirty rolled around. We had been out for about three hours, um, and I was just starting to feel like the crowd was getting significantly more intoxicated. I was getting hungry. I was starting to feel a little overstimulated, so I was ready to go. And I realized, like, okay, I've spent the last few hours out. I've had a really good time, but I'm ready to call it. Luckily. I have a really good friend that's pretty much always on the same wavelength and she's just kind of down for whatever. And so she was like, look, we can go whenever you're ready. I don't really care. And so it was nice to feel like it wasn't letting her down that I was ready to leave maybe a little early. But I think that a good rule of thumb is leave when you want to. And if you are out with friends, have an understanding beforehand if it's okay if you guys separate and go your different ways. If one person wants to stay, maybe the other person doesn't. Have an understanding beforehand of the expectation, right? Let your friends know hey, I might be leaving earlier than everyone if I'm, you know, not feeling it super late. And also you might find that you want to stay out all night. Like I definitely can go both ways. Like I can stay out and not drink too, if I'm having a really good time. But a lot of the times I just get tired early. I'm hungry. I'm ready to go. So have that conversation with your friends beforehand and have an understanding that you might dip out and have a game plan. If You guys are going to do that together if you're going to separate or what the party is comfortable with. And something that I learned about myself over the weekend is that whenever I'm not chugging vodka Red Bulls, my energy levels are a little different. Three hours is enough for me, whereas before it would have been like six or seven hours in the same bar doing, you know, dancing and having a great time. But I've just noticed that whenever I'm not drinking, that time is usually like cut in half. And I think that this has a lot to do with what Ruby Warrington talks about in her book, Sober Curious, about your boredom threshold being raised when you're drinking. Like now that I'm sober, I get bored or just get over things like a lot faster, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like I had a really great time for the first couple of hours. And then after that, I was kind of just over it. Whereas before, whenever I was drinking a lot, I wouldn't have really registered that I was over it because alcohol was in the picture. And I was just focused on drinking more and chasing that buzz and not wanting the night to end and putting my body through so much. So it's cool now to see that my energy levels are different and it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I still get to have just as much fun. I also just get to go home in a decent time, get a great night's sleep and wake up ready to crush the next day. Um, So it was interesting to see that difference in energy levels. And you might find that that's the case for you too there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So definitely be confident in leaving when you are ready and don't second guess yourself or feel like you have to stay out and exert more energy than you want to. When you're ready to go, call it, put yourself first. There's nothing wrong with that and have that conversation with your friends beforehand because it might be easier for you to just feel comfortable leaving if your friends already expect that. And this sort of rolls into the next tip that I have for you, which is to listen to your body and pay attention to what you need. So in that moment, when I was getting ready to leave, I was feeling very hungry. (laughs) And it's not pretty whenever I get hungry. All of my friends will attest to that. Um, So once I started feeling that I needed to get food, it was hard for me to focus on anything else. And whenever I was drinking, it was really easy for me to just like take shots and like suppress my appetite. But now that I don't do that, I really do have to listen to what my body needs and respond to that. And this is also true in other situations too. Like for me over the weekend, I felt like I was go, 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 go all weekend. And I realized towards the end that I was feeling a little agitated and a little anxious. And I realized that I hadn't given myself enough like space to breathe over the weekend. Like it was going from one activity to the next and I was the one driving us. So I felt like always on. And although I had an absolute blast, I realized like during my period of reflection over the weekend that I hadn't given myself enough chill time. And so it was making me feel a little on edge and a little sort of wound up. So I realized this by Sunday and I realized after our last activity that we had planned, I needed to just chill and to spend some time reflecting before I went to bed. But I do wish that I would have sort of noticed this earlier on because I let myself get to the point where I felt really worked up. And so you have to get into the habit of listening to what your body needs and what your mind needs and then responding to that. It can be so incredibly helpful in staying sober if you're just able to get better at knowing what you need. Because it's in those moments where we get worked up and we get emotional and we get uncomfortable and anxious and maybe frustrated. It's in those moments that we most likely are going to want to reach to grab something to drink, to change how we feel. At least that's been my experience. So I know now that a good protection against relapsing and going back to my old ways is to take care of myself in those moments where I usually would want to reach for alcohol. So if I'm feeling super frustrated or overexerted, or maybe I'm overcommitted to things, I know that I can take time to myself and give myself what I actually need, which is a lot of the times just some downtime and some alone time. Because whenever I was drinking, like it's really true that anytime I felt something uncomfortable, If it was like an appropriate time for me to be able to go grab a beer or something, like I would. I would just shut out whatever I was feeling and just sort of wash over it with alcohol. And I used alcohol as as my main coping skill. So now that I don't have that, I'm having to sort of relearn how to take care of myself and respond to my emotions and deal with them in appropriate and healthy ways. And I promise it is not always straightforward and it doesn't always look the prettiest. Um, I definitely have found that this is something that's going to take a lot of work and something that I have to be really conscious about. And if you have trips coming up or you plan on traveling, you plan on going out with friends, Remember to listen to your needs and to respond to them and to take care of yourself. No one else is going to. You do not have alcohol there to be your crutch. So know ahead of time how you're going to respond to those needs and what you're able to do to take care of yourself and to set yourself up for success, whether that's having some time alone with yourself to reflect, maybe going for a walk, having some downtime, if that's something that's important to you, whatever it looks like to you, make sure that you give yourself those things because it's important and it's going to really help you to feel a lot better when it comes to not drinking. Okay. The next tip that I have for you whenever it comes to traveling and getting away and experiencing new things without alcohol is to choose your company wisely. I've talked about this before, how whenever you get sober, your friends might change. You might not feel that you click the same with people. This is so true when it comes to traveling, into experiencing new things. You want to make sure that you're doing this with people that get you and people that have your best interests at heart and that support what you're trying to do. For me, I was so grateful over the weekend that this is one of my best friends that was with me. I had a really long and vulnerable conversation with her on our way up to Aspen about my struggles with alcohol lately and what my goals were and how I was trying to be completely alcohol-free and I just got vulnerable with her about how much pain alcohol had brought me. And I think that this is an important thing that can really help you in your close relationships. If you are looking for that support or just for your friends to understand what you're going through, I think that it can be helpful if you get vulnerable with them and to express how much pain alcohol has brought you because then they are more likely to support what you're trying to do. If they know how much pain drinking has brought you, they're going to be more likely to support you staying away from it. And for me, getting open and honest with my friend like this really helped me to have more accountability throughout the weekend because she knew what my goals are. Whenever I was having cravings or urges, I communicated those to her. And I was like, man, like I'm really wanting a glass of wine right now. And she was able to to offer that little bit of support. Like, come on, like, you know, that's not a good idea. Like you don't, you really don't need one. And she just a little, her little comments helped me to remind myself like, oh yeah, like I don't need it. It's not a good idea. And knowing that she knew about my goals also kind of helps me have some accountability because I was able to think like, well, no, I'm not going to drink because there was that little level of What would she think of me if I went back on my commitment? Like we just had this whole long conversation. So just her knowing about it helped me to have more integrity and to stick with what what my goals were. And something that I think is important to mention whenever it comes to choosing your friends and surrounding yourself with good people, especially while you're traveling because you're essentially stuck with them (laughs) the whole time, is to create some distance between you and yes friends. What a yes friend is, is someone that is sort of a die hard supporter in the sense that like they're kind of love you regardless of what you do. And there's not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I've had friends in the past that whenever it came to me in my journey with alcohol, they sort of would give me permission because they just wanted to tell me yes. So if I had the urge to drink and I would say, man, like I really am wanting to drink right now, they would kind of be like... Well, if you really want to that bad, just do it. Like, I love you regardless. And I understand that that is a really, in their head, probably a kind gesture. But for me, the type of people that I want in my circle and close to me are the friends that are not scared to tell me, hey, that's not what's best for you. Like, you probably shouldn't. And people that are not scared to sort of rock the boat whenever I'm thinking stupid things like it's a good idea to go back to drinking. I want friends that I can be honest and open with about my struggles and that are going to be supportive in the way that is actually beneficial to me and doesn't actually bring me a lot of pain later on. And finding friends like this, guys, is not the easiest thing. And it is more comfortable for people to just agree with you and to say yes and to allow you to continue to make stupid decisions and not have any sort of accountability. That is what I feel like the majority of people do because it's easy and nobody likes confrontation. But I am lucky that I have a few really close people in my life that are willing to say, hey, like maybe that's not the best idea. And that will be supportive of me in the way that I know is actually good for me. And I'm not saying that you should rely on your friends to keep you in check because that's not the message that I want to send. It's your responsibility to overcome this and to make the right choices. But having a support system around you and people that have your goals in mind is crucial. And I think that it can be detrimental to have people around you that are sort of permission giving and likely to encourage you to drink or just do whatever you want. Because I know for me, I would take those types of comments and I would run with them. I'd be like, all right, yeah, it's not that big of a deal if I drink. But it really was. It actually really was a big deal. So. Keep in mind whenever you're traveling and whenever you have trips coming up or a weekend plan that who you surround yourself with can make a huge difference in your ability to stay sober. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable with them if they're your close friends and to share with them what your goals are and the pain that alcohol has brought you so that they can help you to have some accountability and to be integral with your decisions whenever it comes to not drinking alcohol. When it comes to your friends too, have people in your corner that celebrate you. Over the weekend, I had one of my really good friends. He's very aware of my struggles with alcohol and my new goals. And he put his arm around me at the end of the night and he said, you know what? I'm so proud of you. And I was like, damn, that feels so good to be celebrated like that and to have other people in your corner that are rooting for you and want to see you succeed and are able to celebrate you when you do have big wins like that, like going out to a club and not drinking. Having people around you that are going to lift you up can seriously make such a huge difference. And it feels good. And that brings me to my next tip, which is to celebrate yourself. Reflect whenever you have wins. Guys, it is so important to celebrate those moments when you overcome the urge to drink and you do something new without booze. If you manage to go the whole weekend on your getaway without having a drink, those types of wins are huge. And you have to get in the habit of celebrating these personal achievements and Really celebrating these moments because whenever you bring attention to these successes, you're gonna remember them more. And the next time that it comes for a weekend getaway, you're gonna be like, you know what? I've already done this. I've done this once before. I had a great time. I managed to get through the whole thing without alcohol, so I can do it again. And the more and more times that you have like this, and the more wins that you're able to celebrate. You're building confidence in your ability to do it again and your ability to practice sobriety in the future. So don't forget to reflect on your weekend or your trip and to celebrate those wins, whether they are big or small or everything in between. Make sure that you are acknowledging your accomplishments. Alrighty, guys, that is all the tips that I have for you today about getting away without alcohol, whether you're traveling, maybe you're going out with friends, experiencing a new place, you're going clubbing. I have 100% confidence in you that you are able to thrive without alcohol. You just have to give yourself a chance and to give it some practice. I hope that you found some value in this episode. If you're enjoying it, consider sending it to a friend that you think would benefit from it so that we can spread the message. You can also leave me a five-star rating and review. It seriously helps. You can reach me on Instagram at Sober Culture Podcast. Send me a message. I'd love to connect with you. If you're looking to join an online community, I'm in the process of growing mine. You can go to soberculture.co join to get some more information. And if you have anything that you'd like covered in future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you guys, hearing your experiences, things that you're celebrating, accomplishments, also things that you're struggling with. I love, love, love to chat with you guys. So reach out, let me know how you're doing, and I will catch you guys in the next episode.